0: Following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com.
1: Welcome to Radio Law Talk. We say this is the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show. We love being here. Todd Cunin to my left, who is a former prosecutor for the district attorney's office in Tennessee and in California, and is now a criminal defense lawyer, and Denise Sturks, who is, in my opinion, one of the premier family law lawyers in California, is my co-host to my right, and I uh, do a personal injury, and I am a radio host, and we are excited about Radio Law Talk just gaining ground, Ah, uh, continues to grow. We've uh, added uh, te- uh, another station in Texas and another Louisiana. St- and another station in Louisiana. Yes, um, welcome. And I will do a shout out for them a little bit later. I got to pull up the exact um, uh, exact uh, stations, but but thank you, those of you who are joining us for the first time. or if you're listening to us for the first time, Thank you, because uh, if you want to call in and talk, we we do allow phone calls, 855-LAW-RADIO, or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. It is K-A-C-T, 1360 AM, Andrews, Odessa, and Midland, Texas. Yeah! Yep, and W-S-L-A, 1560 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah! welcome to our program among all the others and we have to always thank the amargosa valley in nevada they are one of our original stations a little dinky station outside of las vegas that is always always supported us. Thank you for joining us. I like the
2: Amargosa Valley. We
1: do too. Thank you, Amargosa Valley. Uh, Tweet us at Radio Law Talk. We're going to do a case or no case. Those of you who don't know, that is a case that Cal will give us that may be true, may be false. We got to determine whether or not it's a case as lawyers and say the outcome. And you can play along at home or you can call in and uh, play along. We are going to talk about Tom Petty's wife and his daughter are battling over his estate. An unfortunate thing. What a wonderful singer, Tom Petty. In fact, I went to one of his last concerts before his so, death. It was so good. It was great. Were you there with me? No, I, I didn't.
3: I saw him two years or three years before oh, that. Okay, so it's just so good. It's probably a month
1: before he passed away that I saw his concert. And, um, but now there's a, a battle. I didn't know... Just his library, they call it the library, his music library, right. they're saying it's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. So he's got two wives. He's his ex-wife. Hey. And his second, well, come on, <laughs> I'm getting there.
4: Well, I, was just, I didn't know he was polygamist. Yeah. <laughs> so no,
1: he has two wives, a former wife with two daughters, and then his new wife. And basically, we're going to talk about how that estate was set up and who's in charge. Uh, but they're starting to do a little bit of catfighting going on right now. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Jesse Smollett case. An Andy Griffith Show lawsuit. Now, how the heck can you have a lawsuit with good old Andy Griffith? There's lawsuits flying. And these lawsuits are happening throughout Hollywood. We're going to tell you what's going on and why there's Andy Griffith lawsuits. So we're going to do all that have a case or no case, and we're going to enjoy ourselves. Don't you think so?
3: I think so. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Now, remember that we discuss only general topics of the law, and we are not giving any specific legal advice out there. If you have a particular legal need, seek local counsel, because they're going to be able to answer your questions by far better than we can, because we can only talk generally about the law.
1: Unless, Todd, we are where?
4: around the dinner table at Thanksgiving, Christmas, or any other time... Hanukkah. Hanukkah. (laughs) Any other time when somebody, to make themselves sound smarter than they are, would say, you know, they, I'm using the air quotes, they said or they did a study and nobody knows who the heck they are. You could come back and say, well, I'll see your they, and I'll raise you with a citation to Radio Law Talk, and that, folks, will get you an extra helping of mashed potatoes, if that is your preference.
1: Or if you want to get back at the in-laws, that's a good way to do it. (laughs) Exactly.
4: They said that we will raise our own kids. Well, Radio Law Talk says that, uh, no, we will.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, <laughs> that's where we are. All right, but we're going gonna to roll this case or no case. Listen up and play along at home.
0: Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! And remember, there's a case or no case every hour on Radio Law Talk. And the uh, last time, Fred and Denise got one point. Todd got skunked a little bit, but now, well, that stinks. Getting jink. at to the fun, got skunked. You see? Let's uh, yeah, thank you. Here's okay. the
3: stripe. <laughs>
1: Well, we, we got
0: two more affiliates that just dropped us. Yeah, thank you. The click you hear is them turning off the transmitter. And now, case or no case, a brand new U.S. Attorney General comes into power with a cause. As a state's attorney, he'd been working hard on eliminating what he considered one of the bad guys of the world. And he had a case against this powerful president. Someone, he said, was a mob-connected man. So the attorney general, newly minted, called his old law school acquaintance over at the IRS and said, I want to come and photograph or xerographically copy this guy's tax returns. The IRS director said, you can't just come over here and copy people's tax returns without a warrant or a subpoena or a specific legislative purpose, and the last time I checked, you're in the executive branch, so forget it. However, since this may be a seriously bad guy, you may come and look at them. So the Attorney General sent over dozens of minions, had them look at thousands of pages of information, and had them hand-copy all of the support documents and the tax returns of his nemesis. And he used them in the investigation. The offended, alleged bad guy decided to take the matter up with his lawyers when he found out about it from an insider who was working as a double agent. And so I ask you, Case or no case? I started with Denise. I think I'll start with Mister Penny this time.
1: Thank goodness. What say you, Mister? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously you're you, bringing. Up, that's clearly the <laughs> what's going on with Trump right now. That's. <laughs> That's oh my Well, we gosh. got subpoenas, though. I know, subpoenas, but it's like, <laughs> don't forget, in case or no case, we got to determine whether or not it's a true case, right. not necessarily a scenario, right. if it's a true case and what the outcome is. Correct. It, just because it's throw, you're trying to throw us off, I think this happened some other time in the government way back when, and you found something that we don't know about. So I'm saying it's a case mm. that's kind of similar to this, but what's going on with Trump, but different. And I say the outcome is, yes, they're able to receive their tax documentation due to the fact there's an investigation going on because he thinks, quote, they're part of the mob. And this is something that happened in the 1930s because you said they had to manually copy everything, about thousands of pages. I think this happened during the 30s and the 40s where there was another AG's office that did this.
0: To clarify, the manual copying was at the exclusion of available technology that would have allowed a Xerox copy. The guy said, you can look at them, but you can't copy them. So now
3: you've given us the date before Xerox.
0: Uh, Post-Xerox.
3: Oh, it was post-Xerox?
0: The technology was available, but the IRS director said no.
1: I wonder if that was during the Nixon administration. Okay, I'm going to say a case... And uh, no, they're not allowed to receive the tax documents of this sitting uh, governor or president because even though they're trying and there may be – they're claiming there's mob ties. Okay. That just seems, it's just so off the wall, I have to say that.
0: All right, very well. Mr. Cunin, let's see. How much time do we have left, Cal? We have one minute left. One minute. One minute
4: minute left. You know, I, I could try to opine, but quite frankly, there's just, I am going to request to defer until after the break for me to give my answer. I know we have one minute left, but I just, I need to wrap my head around what's going on here because this is true and I I gotta decide whether I'm gonna agree with Fred or if I'm gonna come up with my own idea
3: Uh, you probably should well you can't wait to listen to my idea because I have a really good idea too well no
4: and you went first last time so I realized that I can't piggyback off what you say
3: Call us at 855 Law Radio or
1: tweet us at Radio Law Talk. If you want to tell us what your opinion is, what's the phone number?
3: The phone number is 855 529 7234. Tweet us at Radio Law Talk or hashtag Case or No Case. We'll be right back.
0: This is Radio Law Talk, the conclusion of Case or No Case and much more coming right up. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk
1: Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. If you or a family member has been injured, call 800 616 4Law or see us at PennyAssociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad.
5: Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life, majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild, and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members Together, we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. See how you can help. When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be,
6: teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics? Chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself
5: otherwise. You had it right the first time.
3: Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council.
1: Radio Lata. I like that show.
0: This is Radio Law Talk.
1: I like that show, too. Okay, so the, uh, this uh, U.S. Attorney General or State Attorney General, AG's office... U.S. Attorney General. Okay, U.S. Attorney General brings uh, uh, wants to subpoena some tax records of this, the boss, because they think he's a mobster. And um, the issue is whether or not they can do that, and if so... Uh, is this an actually is this a case or a scenario, and what's the outcome? I said it is a case that probably occurred some other time. There was an issue about they had to copy everything without Xerox copy post Xerox, and they were just able to look at it. Right, Cal? They didn't, That's they, correct. They
0: couldn't copy; they could look at it. So he, instead of just looking, he sent his people in and had them hand copy all of the information so they could use it in uh, in their investigative process. Yeah.
1: Okay, And was it
3: it a current president?
1: Uh, Uh, You can't
3: say that. No, No. not current. I didn't mean current like that. I mean, was it a sitting president at the time this happened?
0: It was a president. I did not say it was a president of the United States. It was a president, I did not say, of the United States. Okay, that's... I just want to make that clear. It was a president. So, now, Todd... Okay. All right. So I have had an
4: opportunity to think about all of this. Which is dangerous. By yes, the way, it man. is. And look it up on the internet. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I do have my computer up, but I'm looking up another uh, issue for a story we'll be covering um, later on. Uh, so what I'm going to say here is did you say they subpoenaed the documents? Was there a subpoena issue? Nope. nope. No subpoena was ever issued. Called did his
0: that? buddy up and said, I want to come and look at this guy's uh, tax documents, please. And he said, sure. Well, no. And he said, I want to make copies. He said, no. Well,. How about I just look at him? It's really important. He's a really bad guy. And he said, oh, okay, come on over. Okay. And he sent over, I think, 12 to 15 people hand-copying stuff. All right. Well, when it
4: looks to that, and and who filed the suit, or who's claiming?
0: Well, the Attorney General of the United States was initiating all of this.
4: Okay. So here's what I'm going to say. Absent a subpoena for the documents and the fact that it was just a request to go over and look at tax documents, which didn't go through any Freedom of Information Act request, I'm going to say whoever showed the documents, let somebody just look at it and even copy it down, violated the rights of the um, person whose tax documents they were looking at. So that should not have happened at all. And based upon all of that, I'm going to say that the Attorney General who was seeking the documents was in the wrong. And so you say it's a case? It's a case. And the attorney general seeking the documents was in the wrong. He did a no-no in, in in asking for it, and the taxing official did a no-no in letting him see it, whether so, he mimeographed it,
0: Xeroxed it, or wrote it down. You and I agreed then. Yes. Or, or brought in a Minox camera. You know those, you know those little spy yes. cameras they used to have, the Minox, the shot 8 millimeter film. All right, Denise, what say you?
3: So the attorney general does have the authority to investigate. And the question to me is, if there was no warrant and no subpoena, then is it a proper or is it an illegal search and seizure? I think that's probably the legal question there. And because dozens of little AGA uh, minions looked at it and copied it down, they didn't actually search and seize anything. They just reviewed And um, they made, you know, a lot of information. And then there is a double agent here. So that's what is really important fact. The double agent inside the IRS told the president. And we don't know which president, if it's a bank president. We don't know if it's a country president, quite honestly. We just know it's a president, right? So I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that it is based on true facts, but it's not a case.
0: Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, Basically that's...
4: claiming that Cal tried to do the double whammy on us.
0: Do you think I would do such a nefarious thing? I think you absolutely <laughs> would. He <Denise> said absolutely <laughs> you would. Well, it's really quite a fascinating thing. I just finished reading a great book about this case, which is why I I was oh, intrigued by it. So it's a little dangerous. But what I'm going to do now is say, those of you who say this was a case...
1: Why did you say this? Ca- oh, <laughs> Denise is right again.
0: <laughs> oh. No case. Now, now, this actually happened. You must make allowances for my simpl- simplification of the facts, because it was really a web of intrigue. The attorney general was Bobby Kennedy. Oh. The president was James Hoffa, the president of the Teamsters huge. Union. Remember that case? It was yeah. huge, huge. Apparently... Nobody knew about the subterfuge and the tax documents until much later because all the attorney general did was took the information those people copied and used that to go down investigative trails, but never presented any of the documents in court. So Hoffa didn't even find out about it until later. And when he did, he was already in prison, tried to use it as an appeal issue, appeal denied.
3: Oh, I thought, oh, I I thought he should. disappeared. Wasn't he at-
0: we don't know, he went to prison for a while. Then oh. when he came out, he wanted to go back right. into the union. James Hoffa, they say, was murdered. Uh, a blood was found inside a car at a restaurant in Detroit. Uh, he was very mobbed up, as they at least that's the contention. Uh, the latest police report on the blood in the car was that it was not Jimmy Hoffa's blood, but it was fish blood. Which probably means that Jimmy Hoffa is swimming with the fishes. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is... Does
3: that mean I won, like, full on? You got two points,
1: Denise. (laughs) Oh, Denise pounded us again.
3: So this is what I was thinking, guys. Our reward on the case or no case, and I'm willing to take this risk. Um, I will prepare and cook for everybody... That's in this room here. That's not Cal. Oh, <laughs> <thank> okay. <you. laughs> um, f- I have to do filet mignon uh. and some kind of a seafood. And if I win, the guys have to take me out for my favorite steak and lobster. Uh.
1: We're, we're good with that because there's that's two funny. of us that could uh, each – well, we could we could kind of help each other out. We could we could say, you, you go this way and I'll go that way, and then we yeah. can get points. So.
4: It, we, we take the um, – who wins? Anybody but Denise.
3: Yeah, so, A,
4: B, B, D. <laughs> and or, you know, A- yes. A, yeah, B, D. Anybody but Denise. When
1: we come back, we're going to talk about Tom Petty's little fight going on. Uh, he's passed away. His estate is uh, pounding on each other. We'll talk about Jesse Smollett and the Andy Griffith Show lawsuit. That is sad. Andy Griffith is my favorite show. I loved to watch that when I was growing up. Tell you how old I am. All it's at 855-LAW-RADIO, but hold on. We'll be back, and we're going to talk about those three fun Hollywood stories.
0: This is Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to RadioLawTalk.com. Drive-In, ready to grow with you.
5: I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my
4: car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny sexy just because I want to, don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash, a hundred feet of washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Saab, or Cadillac, Quick Whack. and spruce her up, just like that. You'll be happy-looking, snappy, you'll be glad you was after Quick Whack. Car wash, it on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest Quick Whack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck. Get on the road, and come visit the
0: duck. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean
4: and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick
1: Quack, Quack Car Wash.
0: Quack Quack. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo, but first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is?
2: Read
4: disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <coughs> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is generally... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only.
0: And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk.
4: Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com
0: as well. Go to the website, radiolawtalk.com. You can listen to the show there, and there's a lot of other good information, too. That's radiolawtalk.com.
1: So those of you living under a rock, there was a, a famous rocker named Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers Band, and uh, which is a well-known band. He actually started kind of in the late 60s and was big in the 70s, really big in the 70s and partially in the 80s. Uh, but uh, he died at age 66. Of full cardiac arrest, they're trying to say that, uh, you know, some say it might have been an overdose or, or whatever, but he, he passed away at age 66.
4: His his duet with Stevie Nicks, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. I and love
1: that. One
4: of my favorite, you, you hear that and it just stops wherever it is. And it's iconic. Yeah. Everybody knows it. Uh,
1: Phenomenal. Yes. So this guy sells out just about every venue he goes to, but he has his first marriage. He had two daughters. And Adria sounds like she's kind of the main uh, daughter of those two daughters. And then he remarries, and he's married for 10 years uh, to uh, Dana. And Dana Petty, um, the way he lays his, his estate out is as follows, which is interesting, without details. Basically, who's in charge of his estate is Dana, his wife. And the two daughters, previous daughters, they make decisions together. They're supposed to be co-trustees. That's exactly right. So they do it together. So just in, in the simplified term, let's get along. You
3: three get along, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, you guys make decisions. So he has a lot of choices to how to run his estate. He could do a will, or he can do a trust. Or he can do a will and a trust in this particular case it looks like he has a very extensive trust that was set up and what's going to happen to it so that his um his record you know proceeds can be distributed properly and maintained and managed right and so what what
1: what basically it said is the wife had to get a professional to run the, run the companies because there are Tom Petty companies. There's you know his music rights and film and all that type of stuff. But um, what happens is apparently this is how it all starts, uh, or at least this is the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, let's hear Andrea, who uh, Adria, who is the oldest daughter, decided to do a quote Paul Newman type uh, <laughs> food products where they uh, exclusively you know, sold by them. It's got Tom Petty's face on it, and it's, you know, sauces or, or you know, uh, salad dressings, et cetera, et cetera. And the wife says, no, we're not going to disparage the face and the name and do that. And in, in her eyes, that's something Tom would have never wanted. And she said, did no, he never wanted that had come before him before, and he turned that down.
4: They view that as selling out. I mean, when a when an artist, when an artist re- recognizes they have fame, and it's sort of the Midas syndrome. Oh, I get to the point where everything I touch turns to gold. So how can I maximize this and make money and do all of that? And and that's when you see these artists that hire managers. Next thing you see, their name is postered on over anything, everything. Now. They did reference Paul Newman. I will say that with regard to Newman, he did that because the proceeds all went to charity. And, and for Newman's own dressing and stuff like that, he had a specific purpose. But other artists, you see that. And, and she argued that Tom, Tom would have never done that. Right. He was approached about it before. He didn't right. do it.
1: Well, here's the the interesting thing about this is not just that is what is going back and forth in their tweets, their emails, or their emails back and forth or their texts back and forth between these these two ladies. Um, but uh, and and Fox Fox talks about this a lot. There's a number of people talking about this, but um, though they're given equal management styles, they each want to do their own kind of thing. So he, let, let me uh, let me make a few quotes. So. Um, uh, according to the wife, uh, Andrea may has uh, her text messages are very, very um, bad and and abusive, as she says. So she suggested um, a different cover for this American treasure uh, CD they're putting together of some sort. It's called American Treasure. Uh, Andrea fired back. quote, "It looks like a redneck joke to me." Don't come in and blank things up that I've been working on for months. So, you know, that's some pretty hardcore, uh, I'm mad at you, don't you mess with me, this is what we're doing. So, um, here's some other things. Now, Andrea, again, this is the daughter, is alleging uh, and continued to rant about Dana by text, and this is a quote, you have no compassion for how much this project is in my tribute to him, talking about... This apparently...
3: Uh, uh, Adria's tribute to her father. Father,
1: yeah, which is going to be this, this CD thing, or I don't know what it Right,
3: is. And, and, and truly, Tom Petty was an American treasure.
1: That's exa- he so is. So yeah. the,
3: the name of that uh, collection is really kind of fits him.
1: Right, and so don't forget, this is grieving process. She says, you have allowed me no other way to grieve. You're acting like a jerk in front of my friends and undermining me. You are a very selfish and unkind woman. We can make this legal if you want. Say the word. So those are fighting words. Absolutely. And
3: she does then make it legal because then Adria claims that the stepmother Dana Dana is misappropriating money because she hasn't properly set up. The operating structure for the trust to manage this um, book of uh, business for a huge book of business, yes, exactly. So, this is gaining some stride here, guys. Um, we're going to see that Dana's accused of not operating in a co trustee setting. You're going to see that Dana's saying that it's impossible to operate in a co trusting setting because Adria's unhinged. This is what her attorney said. That she's unhinged. These, This is words that are coming out. And we're going to see what's going to happen. So now Dana has filed to say, I want to be sole trustee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adria has countered, it looks like. I don't have exactly that information, but that's what it seems like. She's, If she hasn't, she's going to counter for misappropriation and probably to have her removed as a trustee.
1: And what's interesting is, guess what they're both arguing. They both argue the same thing. We are here to honor and protect... Our father slash husband's legacy. Exactly. And uh, it's kind of interesting how some are saying that Tom Petty was a very, uh, generally would not want any of this. And that's right. why he kind of laid He was back, a but private
3: person, yes. and he was also shy.
1: Yeah.
3: And, but when he got on stage, man, he, he made it happen. So we're going to follow this. This is
1: interesting.
0: But in protecting the legacy, in air quotes, that also means we're protecting our income stream. I mean, let's be real about this. If they were truly grieving, Dad, they'd say, "Look, we don't care about this stuff. It's all over. Let's just bundle it up." Instead, they're thinking, "Look, this. We're making money off of this guy." I'm. I know I'm being cynical, but that's how the lawyers come. That's
3: where the lawyers come yeah, in. we right? don't necessarily know who the beneficiaries of the trust are. We just know these are co-trustees at this stage. We can assume because they're also potential heirs, they may be just theirs as well.
1: And I think it's coming down at least what they're both arguing. They want to say and how his legacy is portrayed in the future.
4: Yes, it, absolutely. It, 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 But to Cal's point, you can see this. Look, Tom Petty is a national icon, okay? And he is. But every year that passes after his death, his recognition in the public is going to diminish. Maybe a little, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit more. And if you want to have non-music-related products bear his image to where it will actually generate income, you have to do it now, if you wait 10 years, people are going to not know what Tom Petty, unless, right. unless somebody writes a song similar to something he did, and then you can claim copyright infringement, which will bring him back into the public spotlight, <laughs> which we've seen with Marvin Gaye, which we've seen with Meat Loaf, which – <laughs> just Spirit, all that Yeah, stuff. And,
1: and Todd, you have hit something on the legal issue – because we have done a number of those cases where they're trying to claim that you're stealing my songs, and then all of a sudden now they're, they're brought to the surface, and now they're making more money. Michael Jackson made more money after he, I mean, uh, statistics, I don't know the exact numbers, but his everything increased after he passed away. I, I go to my kids. Go to your children. Those of you who have kids that are in their early 20s and teens, and ask them who the Rat Pack is. Who's the Rat Pack? They're going to go, Well, that's where the exterminator comes and kills them, right? Yes. No, but see, so you're right, Todd. The time to strike is soon. Right now, where Tom Petty's name is still strong and out there, but as time goes on, does anybody care about the Rat Pack? You know, the, the, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. He was huge at the time. You know, uh, um, I, who was the other Rat Packers? That was Sammy Davis Jr. Dean Martin, Dean Martin, Joey and, Bishop. Yep, uh, and uh, Frank Sinatra, of course. Yes, yeah, Sinatra. Yep. Yeah, but right, right. but really, it's just it, it's, they don't remember that much anymore. So.
3: Yeah, and but none of those. That's really an interesting point because none of those faces have been identified with any normal products out there. And Paul Newman. People will still recognize Paul Newman because he's on the salad dressing.
0: Right. Now it's carrying him instead of him carrying it, which is interesting.
1: Well, I wonder if we should put Fred Penny's face on something. What should we put it on?
0: Uh, Hair tonic? The $3 bill? (laughs) No, I say the $0.75 piece. But anyway, good call. All right.
1: We're going to come back. We're going to talk about CBS is being sued over the Andy Griffith Show's theme song. And this is a sad day when Andy Griffith's lawsuits are coming in. I love that show. And I lived on that show. We'll be right back to talk about that right after these great messages.
0: Last segment of this hour of Radio Law Talk is coming right up. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk
6: 800-918-1376, 800-918-1376, 800-918-1376, that's 800-918-1376.
4: peek a smile. Smile, buddy. Come on,
2: smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling.
4: Maybe he's not a smiler.
2: <sighs> yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby.
4: Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby, I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help.
1: Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Boys
4: are weird. Oh, well, that's down.
0: This is Radio Law Talk. And now... Back to the show.
1: If you want to catch any of our shows, we have a podcast. Go to www.radiolawtalk.com and uh, go search our podcast. We have shows going back almost two years now, and uh, they are titled. In fact, you can say like Andy Griffith. You want to know what we talked about? You can uh, uh, look for Andy Griffith. Uh, our, uh, by the way, our uh, website people are working on a way that you can click in a search. Say you want to find out something about Tom Petty, you sit Tom Petty and it'll take you to that podcast with the title about Tom Petty. So we're working on that. So go to our podcast to listen to some old shows or want to look something up.
4: And podcast episodes are usually available about a week after, or, or yeah, five days to yeah, a, a week few days yeah. after right. yeah. the air date of that episode. So. Right.
3: Yeah. So So if you miss it on your favorite radio station, go check us out online. Yeah, podcast.
1: All right. So Andy Griffith show. I mean, who? Did any of you watch that? No, Cal did. Did you watch? I watched
4: it. Uh, You know, look, I grew up. I grew up in a house that still had a black and white television all the way up till about the late 70s, and uh, (laughs) the Andy Griffith show was one of those that we watched. Honestly. I was one of those kids that used to wake up at two o'clock in the morning on Christmas Day, and then okay, we got to wait till six before mom and dad can wake up, and so we would try to get all the programming that you could get. And the Andy Griffith show was always on at like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, oh. so we watched them all.
3: <laughs> wow, not? you're 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 young.
4: Yes, I am. Did you learn? Because about in that?
3: my Did... day, the t- TV turned off and went to a blank screen <laughs> oh, <laughs> at the the a certain time at night. Station signed off. That's <laughs> exactly. Right. on your
1: day? do they have TVs? Uh, actually,
0: telegraph was the first thing. Oh. Uh, when, gotcha. when the golden spike ceremony was held, then yes. telegraph kept, you know, followed that. <laughs> you were there, right? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> He
1: was there. Okay. <laughs> well, Andy Griffith Show has this famous song that everybody loves to listen to, and um, apparently there are the two heirs of the two men who created the Andy Griffith Show theme song are suing CBS. Uh, trying to say that they are using that theme song without a license. What happens is, and let me just back up in general what has been going on, because it's not just with the Andy Griffith show. This is happening throughout Hollywood during the 70s and the 80s. Well, actually a little bit in the 80s, but the 60s. They made these contracts. These contracts basically say you can only do so much. You have to pay us to use, for example, our theme song for all your TV shows. Yes. But it but they didn't anticipate the internet, DVDs, Hulu, uh, you know, um, Amazon. Whatever. It's, a,
4: it's a theme that we have been covering in previous episodes about how the technology, the distribution of of any medium, whether it's music or television or whatever, the the distribution is following contracts that have not taken into consideration the advances in technology.
1: And so that's what they're sort of, what's happened now is CBS is now selling the Andy Griffith shows on DVDs. And uh, now they have just licensed a series, the series to the digital service such as iTunes and Amazon for distribution. And that is big, big money. But if you go back to the 1978 contract, doesn't say anything about iTunes or the internet or DVDs, and so they're trying to cut them out, and these lawsuits are coming about, and this is called Larrabee Music, that is the music company, these two are original founders of the music, and by the way, let's give them a shout out, their names are, uh, I had their names down, let's see, oh, Earl Hagen and Herbert Spencer, they wrote the theme song, and now it's down to their heirs and those who have taken over that company, and they are suing, saying... Give us money, because you're making tons of money, and you're using our, our theme song without uh, giving us a payment. So
4: here's here's what I'm concerned about with this phenomenon, including this case. Again, this is an agreement in 1978, and they had no idea the technology that was going to come about in the 90s, 2000s, 2010, and where we are right now. And, and I'm, I'm worried about the what, what, what I would call the pendulum syndrome. So... You know, attorneys now that are writing contracts are learning from this saying, oh, you know, these folks wrote this contract. They didn't have any idea what was coming out. So in our contracts now, we need to write them so broadly that it's going to be open, almost like a constitution for this. It'll be open to accept all forms that come in. Well, the problem with that is your contracts now are going to be so overly broad and overly cumbersome that now you're running the risk of the contract being invalidated on those terms, or not even being able to reach an agreement. That's
1: exactly what I'm saying. Because right. if I'm the person, if I'm the CBS, I'm saying I'm not signing that contract. That's way over broad. Was so over broad that 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 you got to at least narrow it down a little
4: bit. Yeah, it, 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 it's 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 gonna you know if center has been here in 1978, it's going to uh, readjust where the center of agreement is, and maybe a little. Closer towards being broad, but with certain
0: conditions. But things are changing. It's going to be difficult. Can't you write a contract that says, if you're going to make money off of this show, we want to get paid? I mean, can't you just, you don't have to specify where it it might be. Just make it easy. If you're going to sell this show to anything, for any purpose, you get paid, we want to get paid our cut. I mean, how hard is that?
1: That's hey actually Cal that's it uh, okay dear uh you get paid we get paid ten percent yeah all right sign one line I mean right it's it doesn't sound <laughs> that complicated to me ad,
3: ad nauseum uh, or in per, in per, what is it in perpetuity, perpetuity. In perpetuity.
4: yeah, yeah <laughs> and, and then you, and then you run it well that's an issue here about yeah. about the perpetuity how how do you do that when copyrights by themselves have a have a duration date of seventy five mm-hmm. years or yes. whatever it is and and then you have these tricky companies that would come in and say okay if I get paid you get paid but this does not cover if i license it to somebody else and i never take money and then that subsidiary gets money or that subsidi- right there's as many tricky ways to get around contracts as there are contracts with it. I, I guess the idea is there's really no way you're going to ever be able to come up with an ironclad contract that people aren't going to try to get around
3: right so what do you think in this case who do you think is going to win
1: who I think I think who should can I say? Yes. I think the uh, the, the the theme song company should win. Absolutely. It, I do too. It, it, yeah. it's, like it, it's like it's like it's it's tied to that show. That show wherever it goes, that theme song goes with it. They should, uh, I agree with Cal. They should be paid whatever their percentage. I don't know if they got ten percent of the revenue or what the deal was. Whatever it is, whatever it, they got it. when it was a primetime show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah Sometimes I mean, don't forget it's about money. Like. CBS, I'm not saying this is true, what CBS is doing, but they've got all the money in the world. They can just try to fight them on it and and outspend them on attorney's fees. I, yes.
4: I, I agree with you, and, and I think the thing to remember is that ultimately the decision of this is going to be made by a judge. And let's just think about what that word means. A judge, a person sitting there making a decision that I, I'm just going to say it encompasses the facts as well as their own personal view about what is right within the framework. I mean, if we didn't have people judges, we'd just go ahead and set the facts in, put it into a computer, and the computer would spit out. Okay, this person wins, this person wins. And I see a judge looking at this going, come on, folks. That that song is iconic, and it goes to the people that oh. wrote it.
3: And why it goes to a judge is because it's a legal decision right. it's an interpretation of the contract thus a jury doesn't have to decide the outcome here it is truly a matter of legal of law. opinion
1: yeah, yeah it's a matter of law the judge decides a lot of times cases they will do what's called a bifurcation the jury will decide something but if it's a matter of law the judge decides the part, of that and case. it
3: could be the jury will decide the damages in this case. We don't know True. that. Right? All right, we're back to Jesse Smollett. Oh jeez.
1: Well, guess what? So, <laughs> so last time, last week, we talked about the fact that Jesse Smollett got there was an order that the court said you have to release the investigation and all the facts and information on Jesse Smollett because his. Uh, a team was trying to say no, keep it private. Remember we discussed that last week. We did go back to our podcast and listen to it. But they they finally released the 400 pages of case reports on the Jesse Smollett case. Those of you who again have lived under a rock, Jesse Smollett is the actor that is uh, that set up this fake scenario with uh, Trumpers had beat him up and called him slang words because he's a gay black man, and and yet it was all a setup to basically increase. His awareness of his acting, and he needed to get. Some, apparently, he wanted to get some more, uh, or at least some are claiming he wanted to get uh, more jobs. But what happened is they opened up his uh, 400 pages, and guess what? Flat out, the AG's office saying, ah, uh, don't, yeah, don't, don't prosecute this. Tells the police department to stop, and they kind of put it in neutral.
3: Um, so anyway, a lot of interesting things here, uh, and there's a lot of political issues. And in a past episode, we talked about this in detail. um, And one of the things we thought, we didn't know if the police had even known that there was this deal in works. Now we find out it did. All
1: right. We'll be back uh, third hour. But uh, thanks for joining us uh, at Radio Law Talk.